the key to taking your offers from good to irresistible is thinking of the little things that make a big difference in implementation. Welcome to She Leads First, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who are ready to build a brand that will become a revenue generating machine. Hey guys, I'm Emily Sincata, a brand and business strategist with years of experience in both marketing and online product development. Each week, myself and my guests are going to share our own experiences and knowledge with you so that you can figure out exactly what about your brand is going to keep people coming back for more. You'll leave this podcast equipped with the confidence to tackle those big goals that are going to scale the impact of your brand and your bank account. It's time for you to embody that CEO energy and start leading first. After all, you're building more than just a business. You are building a movement. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of She Leads First. Ugh. I don't know about you, but this has been one heck of a sprint to the end of the year. You know, one of my mentors pointed out something to me that I wasn't really aware of, but as soon as she said it, I was like, wow, that is so true about me and my brain, where she was like, Emily, you go in bursts. And it was an analysis, not a criticism, not a critique. She just was like, hey, I've really noticed this about you after having worked with you. I've probably worked with this mentor for about a year and I knew her for before that as well too. So she knows me, she knows my working style. And she was like, Emily, you work in bursts. So you will really go deep on learning something and understanding something and analyzing something for a number of months and just percolating on it and really letting it just drop in and marinate. And she's like, then as soon as it drops in, you go into sprint mode. You just go and you get that out of your brain and put it into the world. And as soon as she said it, I was like, oh my gosh, you just read me to pieces. You just fully nailed it. And I have been in one of those seasons at the end of the year here where it's like, Everything that has been marinating in my brain for the last six months that I've been working on, that I've been visioning on, the universe was like, it is time to put those manifestations into action. It is time to get shit done. And oh my gosh, I have just been sprinting. And you can tell when you are in a good kind of sprint when it feels very fulfilling, when it feels like it's lighting you up and not in an anxious way. And that's very much what this work has been. Like I am working way more then on paper, I would ever recommend someone to work. There's just so many creations that are coming to life right now in my world, whether it is the event that I just ran, whether it is new trainings and lessons and resources for my mastermind, both for the round that just ended in the round that is starting in 2024, whether it is a new big project that I can't speak on just yet, but is coming at the end of Q1 of next year. Like everything I've just been in go mode on and it is all coming to life right now now. And I'm so excited about it and it feels so fulfilling. But man, what I really just want to say is your girl is tired and I have a feeling I'm not alone in that. And so if you've been in one of the same modes where you are sprinting to end this year strong, I see you. I feel you. I am you. I am right there with you. So just wanted to start off today with a little bit of camaraderie. I'm like, we're almost there. We're almost there. And if this podcast has found you right around the time when it has come out, then it is probably right after the Christmas holiday in this rest season before the new year. And so I hope that if you are in the same season as me, you're taking the rest that you need. 
And if you don't need rest, then I hope that you are fulfilling and living out this week of interim before the end of the year and the new year in whatever feels most fulfilling to you, whether that's working, whether that's resting, whether that's both, whether it's having fun and just playing and doing something that lights your soul on fire, whatever you need, I hope that you are taking. But with that all said and done, I have something really good to talk to you about today. This is a conversation that is always pertinent to us as entrepreneurs that I think isn't talked about enough, or maybe is just starting to be talked about more. And I'm really excited about it. And it's really on par with everything I was just saying around birthing and creating these new projects and bringing things to life. We have to talk about what makes a good offer? And more specifically, what makes an offer irresistible? I think that we hear the term irresistible offer a lot. Same thing with being a no-brainer, but nobody really tells you what that means. And yet as entrepreneurs, that is our whole goal is to build offers that are irresistible and a no-brainer. We want things that people want to buy. We want our offers to sell like hotcakes, right? Like we want the moment that our ideal client sees our offer and hears our pitch to say, oh my God, I need that. Where has this been all my life? And that's the goal, but I don't think that we talk enough about what it means to create a really good offer. So what I want to talk to you about in that lens and from that line today, from that perspective is from a macro view, like we're not going to get into the nitty gritty of actual program design, but from a high level, what does it mean to have an irresistible offer or what makes an offer irresistible? Because like I said, as entrepreneurs, that's all we're doing. We are creating offers. We are creating solutions for people and we need to know what makes that solution good because we all know everyone and their mother is online right now making offers and we know that not everyone's offers are good and maybe you've been in an offer before that kind of stunk, right? Maybe you've created some offers before that you were like, oh, I didn't love this. I know I know my stuff, but this kind of felt like it didn't hit the mark. And very transparently, that is what happened to me. That's what's led me down this journey of wanting to learn, okay, well, what makes an offer really good? What does make something irresistible? What does make something impactful for people? I was looking at my own stuff with a reflective eye saying, I feel like I could do this better. I feel like I could learn more about this and I feel like I could do it better. And so I went down the rabbit hole of studying over the last couple of years here. You know, (laughs) I just met with a new accountant and she was like, how long have you been in business? And I think I said something like four years. And then I looked back and I was like, oh, that's not correct. It has been a little over two years, but it feels like I've been in business forever. Can you relate to me on that where it's just like the last couple of years of entrepreneurship just feel like a lifetime. It's like you do so much in a month that you're like, okay, that had to be six months. And then you look back and it's like, nope, that was 30 days. That was 30 days of my life, but man, did I jam pack them. So I was like, I'm laughing. I went on a side there, a little tangent, because I was like, you know, I've learned this over the last couple of years. And I'm like, Emily, it was probably more like six months, but it felt like years. So alas, however long it's been, however long it took to get here, get ready, because I'm going to share with you what I have learned and what I think we all need to know about what it takes to make an offer irresistible. Are you ready? Okay. So the first thing is that you are taking your deeper understanding of whatever it is you have, whatever it is you teach, whatever it is you know. Hello, coaches and service providers. I'm speaking directly to you on this one where you have this this general expertise. You have an area where you are so knowledgeable in. You are the leader in, but you know so much about how to use it and how to apply it that it's kind of like you want to teach everybody everything. We need to remember, and this is probably the most important part of building an irresistible offer that you can't 
just try to give everyone everything of your knowledge. You can't just try to take everything you know and just teach what you know to other people with no anchoring in, with no problem that it solves. It's so true that all offers need to solve problems, but I don't like to say it that way because I don't think people understand. I don't think it clicks in people's brains. Like we see it when we see an offer that is really good and does really solve a problem. We're like, yes. But then when you're taking your expertise and you're like, how do I solve a problem with it? It's like, I don't know what problem people have because we try to pick the problem that our entire expertise solves, but there is not necessarily a problem that's that big that people know that they have. And so this is my long-winded setup to say that the first thing of an irresistible offer is that your knowledge needs to get people something that they want. So you have a deeper understanding of the strategy, of the mindset shift, of whatever it is that they need, but they don't want to learn it at the same depth that you have it. You're the expert. You did the studying. What they want to know is how they can leverage what you know to get what they want. And so To anchor this in, I think a beautiful example of this is this six-month spiritual healing program that I was just in with, funny enough, actually, the mentor that called me out on this pattern that I opened up this podcast with. That wasn't even a planned example there. But I was in a program called The House of Visibility. Great program by Emma Tynan. She was on the podcast, one of my first ever people that I interviewed. Go check it out. But she is a wonderful spiritual mentor and she has healing containers. And healing in and of itself is super general. And it's a methodology or it's a it's an expertise that can be applied to so many different areas of life. But she didn't try to sell me on here. I have a healing methodology that will heal every single thing in your life ever. I never would have bought that. I wasn't walking around looking for healing. Did I know I needed healing? Sure, I'm a self-aware person, right? We all are. We all know that healing is always part of our journey. But I wasn't looking for a healing program for everything in my life. Some of the stuff that we need to heal, we don't even know we need to heal. And so she would not have caught my attention. It would not have been an irresistible offer if she said to me, hey, come in here and we'll heal everything. I'd be like, okay, cool. I'm not looking for that. But she called it the house of visibility. And she specifically took her healing methodologies and applied them to what entrepreneurs recognize as the fear of not wanting to show up fully online, the fear of not wanting your gifts to be seen fully or wanting them to so bad, but feeling this internal resistance where you don't know how to show up. Oof. Yeah. If you're having that problem, that resonates. I was six months ago. And so that caught my attention. She took something that I needed deep healing, deep trauma healing, right? Like that's what it was. I'm saying right as if you're in the program (laughs) with me. (laughs) But it was deep healing, but she applied it to something that I knew I wanted and that everybody else who's her ideal client knew that they wanted. And she got to go really deep then on how these healing methodologies are stopping us from showing up or how rather, you know, our traumas and our past wounds are stopping us from showing up. And so suddenly there had real life application to these healing modalities, to the healing that we were doing together. And so I want you to think about the same, and I specifically chose a spiritual example because I know that my people who are in more healing areas of expertise or more spiritual or mindset work even, anything that feels a little bit intangible, sometimes it can be hard to say like, well, how do I anchor this in? Well, you got to figure out something that your people are working towards and there's got to be that grounding 
of the modalities. We can't keep it up in the air. We can't keep it so general that nobody understands it. We've got to anchor it into something that people want. And even if you are not in something spiritual or mindset focused, no matter what you're in, we need to do this. No matter what your business is, no matter what your industry is, we need to use what we know people need to help them get what they want and build our containers around the thing that they want. I know you have an end goal of you want to make 10K months in your business. So I'm going to organize the strategy and the business methodology that I know to create an offer that gives you the things you need to get to the thing you want of 10K months. You see what I'm saying? So this is a huge, huge, huge piece of designing irresistible offers. Another little bonus tip that I'll give on this first point here. Can you believe it? We're only on point one. (laughs) Don't worry. There's only three. We're going to go through these quick. Is that it's not always the best idea to try to give an entire transformation in one offer. Meaning don't try to help people with everything they need on their journey in one offer. An example of this would be in my business, Niche Mastery, the mini course, the $37 entry point offer into my world. That is one very specific thing that I have splintered off it meets you no matter where you're at, at your, on your journey, whether you're just starting out or you're just starting out in my world, I want you to start there. And it's just one little step. I'm not trying to give you everything and the kitchen sink in that offer. I'm like, we're going to solve this one thing. Again, leading with something people know they want. They know that they want to find their niche. They know they want to master their coaching home online. So I have everyone start there. You can think of what is your starting point in your business and you can create your own entry-level offer there. But the same thing goes for our larger offers as well. It doesn't have to have every aspect of support that they may ever possibly need. Just figure out what is the one first step or next step if you already have an entry point offer in your world. What are the chunks of things that they need to master and scooch them along? My friend Tracy Vlahos calls it scooches. She's a health coach. She talks about scooching your way towards where you want to be. You can think about little scooches with your offers too. How does your offer scooch your person one step closer to the thing that they want, to the ultimate goal of when they're done working with you, what does life look like? You don't have to try to get them all the way from where they are today to where they want to be in one offer in one go. That is overwhelming. Spread that journey out. It's going to be easier for you to pinpoint things that they want as well. So that was all number one. We got to lead around what people want, give them what they need that helps them get what they want and focus on one thing that they want at a time per offer. It's so much easier to design offers that way. And that leads me to number two, point number two of an irresistible offer. It needs to leverage a methodology. I don't even know how you organize your thoughts if you're not leveraging a methodology. I just paused there to think about how I wanted to say it. But sometimes it's almost like disorganized thoughts just put into random lessons. Is that relatable? You know what I'm talking about? I think we've all taken a program or two like that before. There's got to be some type of system that's being leveraged. And here's the kicker with this. A lot of times when we sit down to write offers, we expect that we will already have that methodology ready to go, that it'll just come to us and that it shouldn't be hard to plan it out. Guess what? Building curriculums is hard work. Building a methodology takes some brain power. You're going to have to sit down. If you're anything like me, you're going to need a big piece of paper. I cannot do it on an eight and a half 
by 11 sheet of paper and I sure as heck cannot do it in a Google Doc. I got to sit down. I got to get a big old piece of paper and I got to write and draw this thing out. It's a combination of images and words and different like triangles and formulas and things. It takes time. Creating a methodology takes some effort. Figuring out what is the step-by-step process that gets someone from this A to B solution How do I get them there? What are the steps? You're going to have to put some brain power into it. And it's not going to be clear necessarily until you sit down and map it out. But I think sometimes we expect the methodology to be there before we do the mapping. And then if it's not there, we kind of are a little hard on ourselves and we're like, well, maybe I shouldn't be building this offer if I don't already have methodology. But how do you think you get the methodology? Probably you have like you have the essence of it, especially if you started with one on one work and now you're moving into some type of group program or online course or something of that nature where you've already been working with people and getting them results, but maybe you haven't sat down to articulate, okay, well, how am I doing that? How are people getting results? What does the step-by-step process look like? You got to sit down and map it out. It's not going to just suddenly appear without you doing some work to articulate it. And so don't be afraid of doing the work to sit down and say, well, what is the methodology I'm leveraging here? Because then we have something replicable. But you got to know what it is, because if you don't know what it is, you also don't know what you're selling. You also don't know how you're getting people from A to B. So it's going to be really hard to design a cohesive offer if you can't even say what you're really doing inside the offer. And so once we know what people want, we got to sit down and say, okay, well, how am I getting them there? What am I really delivering to them? What does the process or the methodology look like? What is the strategy? Map it out. And usually there's going to be like phases of like, first we do this, then we do this, then we do this create the structure, create the bones of your offer. And then number three, number three is huge. And when you get it, it's going to make all the difference in the way that your offers are received. It's going to take them from good to freaking great, irresistible, 10 out of 10. People can't stop raving about them. The key to taking your offers from good to irresistible is thinking of the little things that make a big difference in implementation. I'm going to tell you right now, if you haven't already realized this, courses are out with a giant asterisk after that. Courses are out in the sense of people don't want to just learn strategy anymore. People don't want to fork over hundreds and thousands of dollars, hundreds slash thousands of dollars, or maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars if your courses are that much. But people don't want to be spending their hard-earned money just to learn strategy and then still have to suss out how they go and implement it, how they go and integrate it. And so a huge component of making your offer irresistible is thinking about like, okay, once I've delivered this strategy to them and they conceptually understand what they need to do, how can I make the next steps easier? How can I make them taking this strategy and running with it in their lives even easier? Do they need resources? Do they need templates? Do they need checklists? Do they need examples? In my world, this is things like, do they need email swipe files? Yeah, maybe I don't love writing email templates, but if it's going to make their life 20 times easier, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write the email template. Okay? Maybe they need a checklist of everything to prep before their launch. Yes, I am just racking my brain right now thinking of the lessons I just created for my mastermind of like, what did I sit down and think of, okay, okay, when they go to implement this, where are they going to get stuck? Where are they going to need help? Where can I make things easier for them? 
This is what you need to do with your offers because I'm telling you, strategy on its own does not make an offer irresistible. The strategy can be amazing. Strategy can be freaking great, but if people don't know how to use it, that's where you're going to get courses that are abandoned 50% of the way through. And that's where you're going to get people saying like, it was good, but I don't know. It just, it didn't quite help me. That's not how we want our offers to be received. We want people to, as much as we can control it, and I'm going to just be honest, we can't really force or control how many people finish our courses and our programs because you can never make someone do the work, but we can do what we are in control of influencing on our end in terms of how do we make it as easy as possible for them to want to finish the course and then to go ahead and apply it. And it's going to be sitting down and thinking of, like I said, okay, once someone goes through this and they've learned this, what do they need next? Where are they going to hit a roadblock? Where are they going to get stuck? Where do they need a little extra help in the implementation? And the answer doesn't have to be that you give it your time as the solution to them needing extra help. Like I said, it can be resources. It can be templates. It can be guides. It can be a little bonus training on something that helps them implement and execute easier. There's so many ways to get creative with this, but taking the time and saying, where can I spend a little extra time and effort to wow them and make their lives so much easier? Now, there is a caveat to this. So while we want to be looking around for ways where we can simplify the implementation process for them by adding things in, we do not want to just overcrowd our offers with extras. Okay, I learned this the hard way. I'm speaking from experience here. Learn the lesson faster than I did. I'm trying to save you time here and I'm trying to let you wow your clients faster than I learned how to. So you don't want to overcrowd your offers by just like throwing everything in there. There are going to be things that will make people's lives easier, but then there's going to be things where it's like, that's cool, but it doesn't actually help me with the core of what we're trying to do here. And so again, the goal is not to just throw everything in there you can possibly think of. The goal is to find the things that are really going to be the needle movers, the things that are really going to make a difference and the things that they can take and they can use right away. So there's a fine line here. It's not like once you add this many things and it's it's too many. I wish it was that black and white for you. But really go through and like I said, just focus on what are the needle movers here in terms of implementation and where do I know that people really could use extra help? And it doesn't take that much extra effort for me to create. So these are your three things, my friends. Like I said, we're talking high level today. We can go deeper in terms of program design Beneath that and the different learning styles, I do have an episode recorded on different learning styles to leverage inside of your programs. Definitely go check that out if this type of topic is interesting to you and you are looking to create really impactful offers. But high level here, these are the the big pieces. These are the big movers for us, making sure, again, number one, just to recap that you are giving people something that they want leading with something that they want. And once they know what they want and that you're guiding them towards, you're giving them what they need to get the thing that they want. So you're making their lives better, but we're leading with what they want. Number two, we're leveraging a methodology or a strategy. We're taking the time, doing our due diligence to map it out so that we have a clear and replicable process. And number three, you are taking the time to identify and include those little things that make a big difference. Okay? Helpful, 
We're all going to go make irresistible offers. Yes. We're all going to go refine our offers. Yes. And we're going to start just wowing the pants off of our ideal clients. All right. As always, if you love this episode and you took something away from it, my ask back to you is that you take a screenshot of the episode wherever you are, wherever you are tuning in, unless you are driving because that's not safe. But then whenever you are back on solid ground and out of your vehicle, take a screenshot, upload it to your stories, tag me, let me know what your biggest takeaway from the episode was. It is the best way for me to get this podcast out there and share it with more and more people who need it. I love you. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you in the next episode. Hey, before you go, I've got two quick things for you. Number one, I want to say thank you so much for being here. It truly means the world to me that you choose to spend your time here listening to these conversations, tuning in with me, soaking up all of this information and everything that we are going through together. I cannot express how much gratitude I have for you for being here on this journey with me. With that said, number two, the second thing I have for you is I want to make sure that since you're here, you have my phone number. Seriously, I have an inner circle daily text list where every single day, Monday through Friday, I send out a positive affirmation or a journal prompt or something I've been thinking about, or even an aha moment that has completely shifted my perspective that I want to share with you too. So you can share in on everything that I am working on to grow and continue evolving and continuing to be the best version of myself. I want to share those things with you. And the best place to do it is through this inner circle daily text list. So if you want to get on this list, if you want to receive these messages from me, and again, yes, it's really me. It's coming straight from my phone. What you need to do is text the word community to my number at 213-606-3853. Again, that's the word community to my number 213-606-3853. As soon as you send me over that tax, I will send you a message back with the quick details to officially register for this inner circle daily text list. And once you are all registered, we are ready to get to texting. The messages all go straight to my phone. I see all of the replies. I look at them. I send you messages back. So it is such a great way for us to connect and continue to work on our growth together. So go ahead and shoot me that message ASAP so that we can get connected.